go ahead and you have a child in surgery for 12 hours, would you say, oh, he's not putting on tefillin? He's in the middle of surgery. Our kids that are hurting so bad that they want to die and they're drug addicts and they're addicted and they don't know if they're going to live and they don't even know if they want to live and they don't even know if they care. They don't see any future. It's dark. It's black. To them, they're right now in surgery. In surgery. And we can't, we can't get confused to say, oh, they didn't fast and they didn't, they don't even know what day it is. They're like so sick. And as much as we say it, we are so good when it comes to physical illness and we're still and even me, and I say it every single day, we're so bad when it comes to emotional illness and psychiatric illness. We still think it, he could do better, and he needs, don't let him take advantage of you, and, and he's going to take advantage of you. We still don't get it, and we, we don't apply it. Most of the work that we have to do, now that unfortunately we're dealing with an emotional holocaust, where Hashem, for some reason, unleashed emotional pain in the brain to Klal Yisrael in the last 20 years, basically, Forty years ago, this did not exist. The Stipler started writing about it about 30, 40 years ago, Chayla Nefesh, and, and you know, one person started going to therapy, one out of a million, and then a little depression, anxiety, and somebody went on a pill. Now we're talking about, look at you, the nicest families in Klal Yisrael suffering with kids who want to die, kids who are cutting themselves in it. So much pain, so much pain. How, how is this possible? You know, it's like around the bend at the, the year 2000, if you would have asked anybody in 1980, 1990, can you believe that families will have kids? And it's not even, we're way past that, not just off the derech. So sick. They can't function. They don't want to live. They don't, they're in so much pain. And, and, and we would have said, where, 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 where are the Nazis? Where are they? Who's killing you? Who's hurting you? And it's all in here. It's all in here. It's like Hashem Mamish gave a new sickness after, since Bria Asylum. I don't, I don't know, I wasn't, I'm not that old, but I don't think it ever existed. And we came to America, everybody was great. We were rocking. The Gary Rebbe told me, I met him, this is going back seven years ago, the Rebbe said, He said, I don't know what happened. Everybody was getting frumer and frumer. The 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Sounds like one of those stations. The best of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, right? And it's like everybody was more kailul and more kailul. And if you're going to even think about working to support your family, you're a shege, it's going to sit and learn and cut. And everybody went to the right. Everybody. And, and everything was good. And people were happy. And people were... And all of a sudden, boom. Drugs, drug addicts, problems, depression. And today it's like evolved into this... I'm, I'm, the calls that I get every single day, the stuff that I get, people texting me, it, it, it's so disgusting, it's so painful. What you did for your child is, first of all, we can alleviate a lot of their pain. We can also be support. And we can heal them to a certain degree. But even if chas v'shalom, we don't heal them at all. Shouldn't a kid in a hospital wake up his, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon wake up in the hospital with the IV and the medicine, shouldn't he see his mommy and his tati there for him, saying, what can I do for you? Instead of, why are you getting up so late? What are you doing? Why are you, why are you being such a bum? Why are you lazy? Can you imagine criticizing a sick person? We don't criticize people who have fever, and yet we criticize people with emotional and psychiatric pain who want to die and their fever would be off the charts. We have to invent a thermometer for emotional pain. And then it would be so easy. You go to the kid, oh, 117. Okay, you don't have to go to school today. You're not schlecht. You have a dinner of a We understand that. We can treat you. We can like you. We, and we're so confused. 
So at the very minimum, your son, who's doing so much to get off of heroin, to get off of, of, of drugs, and to put his life together, he has one thing that he didn't have two years ago, a mommy, a tati, that don't look bad at him, don't look down at him, don't eat up your kishkas. You know these kids are the most sensitive kids, we all know that. And on top of their life being destroyed, and on top of, they don't want this. They don't want this. On top of all the bad that happened to them, that caused them to have the breakthrough, the breakdown, on top of all of that, they have to deal with a look from you of disappointment. It kills them. It makes them cut themselves. It makes them hurt themselves, numb themselves, run away from us. They go with sugar because they're so sensitive. And even the best parents out there who are just kind, nice people who don't criticize and don't yell. But there's such a gap between not criticizing and not yelling to really understanding, and I'm here for you, and I and I and I'm 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 Amish under I I I don't judge you. So in any other room in the world, if you would have said what your son did on Shabbos afternoon, they would say, "Shiga crazy." Over here, it's a big simcha because mental health. We need him to be alive. We need him to be healthy. Hashem. Of course, I'll say it a thousand times like I say it every time. You have a shayla lahalacha, you ask your rav. You have a very good das taira. Are we allowed to give the keys in Shabbos? Are we not allowed to give the keys? How do we do this? How do we not? But for him to come out of his stupor of being sleeping all day and being comfortable enough, healthy enough to go out, we see that as such baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Chazdei Hashem, that he got a little bit healthy, and we have to boost him and boost him and be there for him and show him lechatchila, the same that we would do automatically for somebody with physical illness. That's what they deserve. And now that you're trained and you look at them that way, you look at these kids who are suffering, and on top of all their pain, they have a mother and a father who are just, you don't have to say anything. That's what people don't chap. They say, what did I say? What did I do? Just looking at them like, this is my this is my nachas. The eyes talk, yeah. They, but when you walk in the room, they know before you open your mouth if you're for me or you're against me. If you, if if you if you understand me, if you're with me, and you're compassionate to me, and you feel my pain, or if you're thinking al hanar hazeh And let's remember, they didn't ask for this. Somebody did this to them. And then on top of that, they should think, like, you're my disappointment. Anybody would go to a child who has cancer, Rahman al-Islam, and make the child feel, even if you have to spend all your money, and even if you have to spend five years in a, in, in a different city, sitting and eating hospital food and sitting there, you would never blame the patient. You can't be mechanach sickness. You can't blame the patient. And you have to be so compassionate. What did this to my kid? What happened to my kid? I raised him. We put in how, much, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars of chinuch. There's no chinuch problem here. You raised him beautifully. If you're not sure, look at your other kids. I know your family. Lechtig, erluch, from nice, sweet people. He's not lechtig, erluch, from nice, sweet? No. He's the most lechtig, from nice, erluch, sweet, and sensitive, and caring. But he had a breakdown because of pain that happened to him. To say that it's a Yetzahara, to say that it was the internet, to say that it's bad friends, to blame it on taiva, laziness, it's so immature even to do that. You can only swing a little bit with all of that. Plenty of kids have bad friends, plenty of kids have a durchfal, plenty of kids, good kids, they end up with the internet, and it comes a Rosh Hashanah, comes a Yim Kippur, comes a Hanukkah, comes a Purim, they mechazek themselves, they open up to a Rebbe or to a Mashkiach, and they, and they, they get help. They need a little therapy, maybe fine. But a breakdown, I'm done, I'm out, I will not get married, I have no future, I will not raise children, I won't have any life, you know? It's like, that doesn't happen. 
from normal stuff. And people who are normal are still trying to put normal labels on our kids who are so past that. So past that. Mamish, we have to have such compassion. And as much compassion as we have, and even me, and I'm, I'm saying this for so many years, even I don't have enough compassion. I have more compassion for someone in a hospital. Why? Why? Because we always think, but maybe he could. You know, maybe he didn't have to do that now. Maybe he could have made a better decision. Don't judge until you're in their place, and we will never be in their place. Anybody from our dark cannot understand the emotional pain that they're in. We can't be. We're looking at such a churbun, we can't relate to it. So when you can't relate to somebody, you go outside and you see a chash of person, and now he's standing outside and he's not wearing pants. You can't relate to it. Rachmanus. You say, oy vey, what happened to him? I remember he used to be so normal, so good. You should take pictures out of your kids. You should be ma'ayri rachmanus. Why? Because I want you to feel pain? No. Because I don't want you to feel hate. Sina rachmanus is mavatelis hasina kenoida, says the Balatanya. You need so much love. You need to create more love. Because that's the only way that you can deal with it, to deal with the dysfunction and to portray that I am not your problem. I am not your problem. You have no problem with me, Shefullah. I'm good. I'm very proud of you. People are, remember, 30 years ago, they used to give away a Down syndrome child, they gave him away. Klal Yisrael realized that's not the way. You walk in the street, I saw a Down syndrome boy. I went over to him and I asked him for a bracha. His father's a very chash of a rav. And the father was coming down the other way. He didn't see me. So I, I didn't see him when I asked. And by the time he turned the corner, he heard my words. And I didn't notice him. He was behind me. He heard me ask his son for a bracha. He looked at me and said, Oh, difashtaistan Indian. He says, you know that these are holy kids. Do you understand that they should ask him for a bracha? You have to understand these kids who looks like they're baldis, baldat, baltaiva, balavera, it's all baloney. They were put down over here to suffer. The Stachina Rebbe said clearly that it's toiras moisha misinai. It's not him. He didn't make it up. He had his three big rabbeim that taught him that it's Kabbalah straight from Moshe Rabbeinu, that these kids are korban tzibur. What could they possibly have done to deserve this life? I'm, I'm, you know what I really want to do? I want to meet a happy off the derech person. I really do. I want to meet a person, he built up, he's a big baltaiva, and he has a lot of money, and he lives in Manhattan, and he's making tons of money, and he's be'etz unhappy. I'll be so relieved already. I'm so sick of all of these kids who everyone in Klaistral is nervous and writing articles about. They're just so sick. They're so sick. And the ones who say, no, I'm not sick, but among themselves, I know from the inside, they're, they're not happy. They're not happy with themselves. And the, and, and the ones who are, are not full of anger will admit they wish they could trade places with their brothers and sisters. That's why our kids, they don't want the, other, the kids to be like them. They, if they have a younger sibling in the family who's struggling, they'll, they'll tell them, don't do it, don't do it, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. Why? Because they, they know they're not happy. But if you're fighting with them, and you're saying, get out of here, no, they're going to take down the whole family and burn the whole place down. But if you embrace them like we are, what happens, we have thousands and thousands of siblings that, that know this, that they're not, the kips are not looking to burn down society. But we have to have such compassion. And as much compassion as we need to have, we need to have more. So the Nesiva Shalom says, Kishirayim etzel yelad rach, if you see a child, a young child or a teenager, and he's struggling with Yiddishkeit, with internet and corruption, Averis, right? What should you do? He doesn't say get a hold of the child. 
It doesn't say, you get a hold of that kid and you tell him. There's consequences and boundaries and control. I'm going to punish you and you can't have this in the house. That's not medicine. That's panicking because you don't know what to do. He tells you what to do. Mechrachem lishleit, beruach, on yourself. Okay, and do what? Ula'ir, a love. Awaken to the child. Ahava, the chemla, beligvul. Awaken to the child love and mercy without any gvul. Unlimited. Unlimited. Even more that you had until now. We have to look at the world the way that Sadiqim taught us, whether it's Lubavitch, whether it's Satmar, whether it's Babov, whether it's Pupa, it doesn't matter. The Litter Shevel, the Chesidah Shevel, Rabbi Yosef, the, everybody, all the Tzadikim understood that every Yid wants to be good. Every Yid will sein Git. Every Yid is a Chelek Elekam Imal. Oh, I have Chabatskers in the room. Chelek Elekam Imal Mamish. And there's no such thing, or in Yiddish, there's, Yiddish, there's no such a thing that a Jewish child wants to be bad and has a shita to be bad. They're not. They're so unhappy with themselves. It's not a shita. It's not a mahalach. And when you approach them, so the, the worst thing that people do is that they speak to them and they try to convince them. The worst way to be makar of somebody, a kip, is with words. That's the lowest thing. It's all hashpa. And the whole hashpa is influence that happens automatically. And the way that it happens is by connecting the respirator, the your pure heart, to the kip with love and with tmicha and supporting and supplying. To have that respirator, if they're connected to us, it's oxygen to them because they need parents, they need a mommy, they need a tati. And at the very least, that's what you're doing. You're giving them a mommy, you're giving them a tati. I have a vart that goes like this. My own vart, you could tell me, we have chashuva people in the room. If you don't like it, maybe I'll stop saying it. It says, Kamayim hapanim lepanim kein leifa adam laadam. The same way that a face, right, to another face, so too the heart to, to another heart, right? So I was saying like this, Kamayim, just like water, can take a panim that's dirty and make it into a clean panim, so too a pure, beautiful heart can take another person's heart and make it clean and beautiful. It's your beautiful hearts that are shining love, not, not disappointment, not crying, not disappointment, not, ugh, you're my problem. You're the reason I, I, I had luckus neiris, I cry for 45 minutes. I say to Hill and Few, two hours every single day. N- not that. It's your pure, beautiful hearts that are connecting and shining on this kid to make their hearts that are pure and beautiful, but they're covered in schmutz. And you're taking away layer by layer by layer. No rebellion. He's not a rebel. He has no, nothing lahachas. And all he does in every part of the conversation you told me is he's buying a gift for his mommy. He wants to help his mommy. He wants to be there for his tati. He just has his own issues. Nothing lahachas. You kill that rebellion. And when you kill the rebellion, that they're not against you, then all of a sudden they're not against the community. All of a sudden they're not against Hashem. We reverse that. It takes years of therapy for kids. I worked with kids that didn't have parents like you. Years it took for them to try to work out how, how to unravel all of this hatred that they have. Tons of hatred and confusion because you hated me. Why did you hate me? Why did I do so bad? And I always ask parents, your kid ever really hurt anybody? Ever does anything to hurt anybody? You have so much pain because of the way they act that was not their fault. But are they bad? They hurt somebody in their life? They're evil people? No. So they say, why do you hate me? In the name of what? 
In the name of the neighbors, I hate the neighbors. In the name of the community, I hate the community. In the name of Tyra, I hate the Tyra. In the name of Hashem, I hate Hashem. We cause them to hate everything because we're looking at them instead of being there for them with understanding and compassion. We look at them like you're bad and you're evil, all in the name of things, and it causes them to hate all of that stuff. So we create enemies of Klal Yisrael. We create people who are dedicated to ripping down Klal Yisrael. And I'm, I'm, I don't believe in, in, in right, what, what was it? The Rayats or the Rashab? The, the, God of the, the God that the atheist doesn't believe in? I also don't believe in, right? Their community and Torah and all of that that these kids hate, I also hate. So where does it come from? Not the Valshemtiv, not the Chazanish, not Rabbi Vajra. We have a hundred quotes of people. It's all about loving. It's not about hating. It's all about embracing. It's not about rejecting. It's all about accepting and understanding. Why were we bad at this? Not because Kali's soul is bad. Because we're not used to this. 25 years ago, basically, it didn't exist. And all of a sudden, we have kids who are smoking on Chavez. We don't know what to do with them. So we had to relearn. We had to be Megala. It's all in the Torah. It's all in the Nigla. It's all in the Nister. It's every Medrash is like that, and every Chassidish Sefer, and every Litrash Sefer. It's all there. We didn't know how to apply it. Uh, Chabatsker told me recently that he said that he, he gets a lot of calls. He's a, a Rav, and he gets a lot of calls from the Chabad community if they should come to me. Especially since I spoke at the Shluchim conference, so we have Baruch Hashem, a lot of Chabatskers that are coming here. So they ask him, and he says always the same thing to them. He said, Avi's going to teach you everything that you already know, but you just didn't know how to apply. This is in our blood, not just Chabad, to be Mekarev, it's not Chabad, it's all of us to be Mekarev, to love Ahavas Yisrael, not to judge people, right? And we forgot it, because it was so strange, so we thought, if you grew up from, and you're Mechal Shabbos, must be that you're a rebel, you're a bad apple, bad seed, you're a black sheep, you're a mushchis, you're a, you're a baltaiva. You're, you know what you would think, if you don't know the sugya, that somebody goes off the derech and hurting the family, such a rebel, I mean, it's a very rebellious thing, right? Must have really thick midos, really corrupt midos, not care about anybody or anything. But it's not true. They care so much. They care so much about everybody. They can work for finally, after 10 years, they can finally get a job. They can work for a month. They can walk out with a paycheck for the first paycheck in, in 10 years. And on the way out of the, the office, they'll see a homeless guy and they'll give him the whole thing. These are Rishayim. These are Tzadikim. These are our hearts that we can learn from compassionate people. And they care about everything and everyone that's an underdog. They care about the homeless and they care about the, the, the stranded dogs, and they care about any, any not because they're liberal or whatever, because they know what it's like to be judged. They know what it's like to not be given a chance. They'll fight for everybody that there's a bigger power that's hurting them. They will defend them. Because that, that's the story of their life. That's their experience of life. That, yeah, I used to be a regular person. I got sick because I got hurt. Nobody saw the sickness because there's no x-ray. And then everybody around me started looking at me. What's wrong with you? Whether we did it pam ba'oynis, pam ba'ratzoyin, pam ba'shoygik, pam ba'mezid, whether we did it bekas, we did it nice. Now that you get it, right, then you realize that even if you did it in the nicest way possible, think about the pain of the child. So let's give an example. A guy has a limousine company. He has a hundred guys driving around limousines and he sees on his computer where everybody is. And all of a sudden, he sees on the side of the road, one of his limos is, is there for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. 
He says, oh, this guy's trying to take advantage of me. He's lazy. He's, he's, he's bad. He's manipulating me. He says that he's going on a call, and meanwhile he's on the side of the road. So he puts it into his ways, and he goes there, parks right behind the guy, goes up to the window, knocks on Muhammad or whatever the limo's driver's name. Remember this? Rolls down the window, right? Now it's this. But our kids are going to say, why would you do this? Why couldn't you just think, window, go down? So they're going to be like, really? You have to use your finger? That's like so much work. Okay? So the guy rolls, and you say, what's the matter with you? I thought you were supposed to go, and you, you, you could have been. You know what you could have been? You were my best driver, and this is the way you're going to act, and you're wasting your life on the side of the road. Look at the highway. Everybody's going and accomplishing and getting places, and you're wasting your life. You give them a schmooze. Right? And he tells you after you finish your schmooze, Hello, I have, I have a flat tire. Why do you think that I would just stop? Why, why were you Dan Lakaf Chayv? Why would you assume that all of a sudden you know me, I'm, I'm your driver for 10 years, 15 years, and you think I just decided to become lazy and watch a movie on the side of the road? Fine, so we understand that that's not the way to deal with it. But now let's understand how you deal with it, those of you that are nice, in a nice way. You knock on the door, Muhammad rolls down the window, and you tell him, no, this is, this is the way you want to spend your day. You know, you have such potential. Anybody use the potential word? You have such, such potential. Right? Used it? You, I get chills from it. You get mamish cry. You have such potential. And this is, what, this is what you're doing? Really? Come on. Come on. And you start giving chizuk, right? Don't you think that now it's time, you're ready on the side of the road? Take us, not to slam in the hunter, and you have to become a serious thing, and you have to go ahead and, and take it. Come on, take it seriously, right? We have a lot of work to do today. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't pass. It doesn't pass for you, side of the road. Somebody else I could understand. You, you're my best worker. After you finish that beautiful schmooze, look at you. I have, I have a flat tire. You have to understand, even when we approach kids with the nicest intentions, it's all the assumption that, that you could do better. But they can't. Why can't we just understand that they can't? If they could, they would. So then they say, oh, so everybody's okay, whatever they do. But you can't understand the difference between a little bit lazy and a little bit bad midos and totally dysfunctional and totally not able to move and not able to function. It's, not, it's different if you have a bachur who's doing great and once in a while he's a little bit lazy and he doesn't want to, and you have to be ma'ayr, him's my kriyashim, I wake up. No, no, we can discuss that at a different time, how you should do it. But someone who says, I'm, I'm done, I'm out, I'm giving up on my whole life, I have no future, I'm not getting married, I'm not going to have children, my whole life, I mean, what do they think they're going to look like at 80 years old? Who's going to come visit them in the old age home? They give up on all of that? They don't understand what we understand? Chashivas of life and Torah and this world and that world, you think they forgot it all? So even if you approach a child in such a nice way, it's all based on a huge misunderstanding. This whole sugya off the derech is a misunderstanding. I've never met a kid who was off the derech. Someone sick is not off the derech. Someone who's dysfunctional is not off the derech. Someone who's molested is not off the derech. People can't... Fu- it's a functioning problem. I'm not going to get into what they're called, what category of Gershon Edelstein says they're anusim. That's good enough for me. But I'm not in the Bezen Shalmala. I hope not to be there for a long time. I'm not in the Bezen Shalmata. But we have to have... We're not, if, if you're a Bezden... Fine, then judge it correctly. But if you're not going to be a bezin and, and take everything into consideration, and you're just going to give a judgment, then why judge against them? Why not assume that it's probably a very good reason that they can't function that way? And I know, I could tell you, if I went through what they went through, I would be much worse. That's why you have to be a little bit humble. But I mamish, I mamish believe that. 
Think about your kid. You think you could do better? Given their strengths and the weakness of this dar, and then going through what they went through, and if you don't know what they went through, look at the symptoms. If someone has 15 symptoms of trauma, it's trauma. You have to treat it based on the symptoms. Look at them. And, here's the kicker. You're going to have Be'ez HaShem, Hatzlacha, Siyat HaDashmaya. Kids are going to get stable. They're going to get healthy. They're all going to become from Be'ez HaShem and give you the Shanachas. And then you're going to see that this was not the weak kid. This was the strongest kid that I had. Because they have to fight for their lives. And they will, as soon as they can. They're going to fight. They're going to crawl out. Forget about how they ended up down there in the pit. How do you get out of there? How do you get out of there? We have Kanaina at 90. 90 Shemitah Mitzvah's kids from TP. That was so far away, besides being off the derech. They were so dysfunctional and drugs and cutting and, and mental illness and depression. You know how much they had to fight to come back? And then we have another 30 home sweet home kids. I'm up to Admeyeva Esrim. Baruch Hashem, Helfen, but I'm not saying Admeyeva Esrim. And, and you will know that not with the home sweet home and not with the TP kids, my intention, I'm not Kirav Rechaikim, I'm not Eshatayra. Very happy that they're from. Nobody came to me that my kid should be from. My kid should be alive, healthy, stable. Baruch Hashem. And on top of that, once they're healthy and stable, Yismach Leiv Mavakshi Hashem. You're not going to be able to hold them back. Yismach Leiv Mavakshi Hashem. Imagine, Chas Vashom, somebody breaks his arms and his legs in a skiing accident. So he's lying. He's a father. He's a tati. He's lying in bed. He can't move. And everybody comes to visit him, and he doesn't have to go to work, and he has no pressure. And his wife, you make him delicious three meals a day, plus snacks. Everybody comes to visit him and massage him. And after two years, he heals. And he thinks to himself, I'm not going to tell anybody. This is great. Why would I actually get off this bed, and I have to go to work and deal with pressure and everything? Now I have no pressure. I sit here, put a television in front of me, 20 hours a day, eat when I want, sleep when I want, do what I want, and everybody comes and is nice to me. As soon as you're healthy, nobody will be able to keep you down. You're going to itch to get out of bed and to walk and to run and to function and to be happy and to be successful. And that's been my exact experience with our kids. Miraculously, the ones who became from, they didn't go to Aisha Torah. It was the same kid. All of a sudden, one day, it was like, I want to put on a yarmulke. Why not? I want to wear tzitzis. You saw it in the chat just this week. These kids, unbelievable, out of the blue. Tzitzis, this Friday night, this mother that came just two years ago. This kid, if you would hear the whole story, nobody would believe that in 10 years, in 20 years, that this kid would go to shul. All of a sudden, he's like, bye, mom, I'm going to shul. The father's in shul, turns around, and sees this kid with a sitter. How did it happen? What treatment method? What kiruv method? Nothing. They don't need kiruv. We need kiruv. They don't need kiruv. They need, they're going through a hard time, they need a mommy, they need a tati, they need brothers and sisters and brother-in-laws and aunts and uncles and daughter-in-laws like you have from Shemayim, an angel. Mamish, I'm so impressed. She should speak to all the in-laws. They could do so much good taking him out and smiling to him and everybody. We need help to do the right thing for these kids because they are good. And it's so clear to me, that Hashem is saying, oh, you like all that stuff you learned? Yedi yid is git. Every yid is chedil kamim al mamish. Do you really believe it? Let me test you. And Hashem sent these kids nebuch down. Who knows what crime they must have done to be put into this world, this gehenim that they're in. Mamish gehenim. We can't even imagine what, what life is like. And now Hashem is testing us. Do you, do you look at him as good or do you look at him as bad? 
You look at him like a Russia? Yeah, you think so? Yeah? And he's testing us. And you are the parents who are at the forefront of looking at every yid with, as good. And I'm telling you, don't look at them as good because like, it's like a slogan. It's the emes. If you really spend time with them, they're angels, tzaddikim. They're trying their best. There's a kip that comes to me. I go, I just, just imagine this. He came to me for a Shabbos meal, and he had, he had social anxiety, and he had a panic attack, and he went mishuga, and he said, Avi, I'm sorry, i got to go. He went into his car with a pack of cigarettes. He's driving around on Shabbos. If you would see him, you would say, oh, in the time of the Beis Amigdash, we would kill him. Hang on, don't throw rocks yet. Right? He's driving around. He's smoking on Shabbos. He tells me, so he told me after Shabbos, I'm driving and I'm smoking and I'm trying to calm down. I'm, I, he went to the, to, the, to the whatever ocean, wherever he goes, he drove. What am I going to listen to in the car? So he put on shiurim. He listened to hours of shiurim taira. So before you shoot anybody, before you kill anybody, hold your fire. Now, tzaddik, Russia, what do you think? Why? is not like full of tattoos. You would think. The point is that you don't even know you don't even know what a yid is. You know how the famous saying says? I forgot who it was. You'll know. You can tell me. Someone said that to a guy, you can't explain to what a yid is. And Siva Shalom says that I think the Balshem said, or, or one of tell me the Balshem said, even to a yid, you can't, you can't explain what a yid is. We think we know what a yid is. Spend some time with a kip. Get to know them that they should lower their defenses instead of being angry at you and thinking that you want something from them. And hear their stories. And understand that before they fell apart, in the exterior, inside, they were holding on. They were holding on. They were hurting for years. And they were holding on and holding on and holding And they were trying so hard until they break. And as soon as they break, everybody goes, we think the story started that day. What? Oh, what are you doing? It's going on for years inside. And they're davening. Kips daven more than ve'eschanon. How much is ve'eschanon? 550? 515. daven thousands of tillis. Please help me. Please help me. Please be there for me. Hashem, please help me. I don't know why I'm, I, I can't sleep at night. Please help me. I shouldn't have nightmares. I don't know why I'm forgetting what I, I knew it last night and I'm forgetting. They're going through this breakdown and if you speak to Kips while they unravel and if they're honest with you, which is very hard for people to have because they won't open up to people. They won't open up to a therapist. Very unusual to someone in an office setting. They usually sit there with the hoodie and they go, hmm. They don't want to be there and they don't trust anybody. But if you have the sus, it's very painful. To, to hear the voice of the kip unraveling like I have, and they see how all of a sudden it's like, literally it's the same as somebody with ALS. Rahman al-Islam, all of a sudden, I can't move my right arm anymore. Can you imagine somebody getting sick and he tells you, I don't know what happened, I can't move my right arm. That's how they tell me. They say, all of a sudden, I used to be best in davening, I can't daven anymore. I can't concentrate. I don't know why. I used to love learning. All of a sudden I come to yeshiva and I, I can't learn. This, the kids, they, they speak about their pain and nobody knows how to stop it. We just know how to criticize. Isn't that crazy? We can't. We have to understand Chayla Nefesh. We have to understand that Hashem is making our brains of our children, and I can't even imagine what the next door is going to be like. They're broken. We can't deal with pressure. There's depression, anxiety, OCD, borderline personality disorder, BPD, bipolar, all of these things. The psych wards in the whole world are full of Jewish kids. Rahman al-Litzlan. Anybody here growing up ever heard of a kid in a psych ward? A Jewish kid in a psych ward? Never. Now you go to any psych ward, I don't care what day, I don't care where it is, and you go in the hallway, 
When you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, you'll hear it back. Like after the Holocaust, the stories that they went to the convents. Rachman What is happening? That's what we have to daven. We have to not daven so much. We're not angry. We're not upset at these these sheifeluch of these of these sick kids. We have to daven to Hashem. What is happening to our kids? Such a big percentage of kids in the psych wards, and they're addicted to substances, which is only because they're in pain. And now we think that they're addicts. When people call them addicts, I know I know how I felt. I thought it's a different type of person. It's not me. They're an addict. No, it's me. It's you. It could happen to anybody. You have so much pain and you can't sleep at night and you have nightmares and you're scared to sleep. So you stay up as long as you can and you sweat a whole night and the krechts a whole night and then you can't get up in the morning so you can't function. Everybody looks at you like a loser. You're losing your life. You don't know why. You can't be better and everybody thinks you're bad. So then, yeah, you're going to smoke weed and then you're going to get stuck on other stuff that's out there because you don't want to be in this world. And then everybody says, oh, he's an addictive personality. Baloney. Baloney, addictive personality. Yeah, he would have been learning Dafyami um, six times a day with his addictive personality. He would have been very stark. We take all the milas and we use it against them. Rahman al-Litzlan. They're just in pain. They're just in pain. And what is the word addict? I'm just going to repeat to you what you already know from me. When the pain stops and you keep on needing drugs, that part is the addiction. Until you're out of pain, you're not an addict. So all these kids that they're stamped addicts and this kind of addiction, this kind of addiction, they're in pain. If I go to the dentist, I'm going to ask for Novocaine. I'm not an addict. And if the surgery, the, 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 the cavity drilling doesn't take 10 minutes or an hour, it takes a year, I'm going to keep on asking for Novocaine because I can't take drilling without Novocaine and nobody else can either. I'm not an addict. When the pain goes away, which sometimes takes many years, Hashem should send them all over for Shalema. At Mamash, we daven very refuas. Hashem has to create. He created new sicknesses. Got to be new refuas, right? And when the pain goes away, they're left with the, now I don't need this, but I'm stuck because I'm used to it. And that is so easy. Except for heroin, Rahman al But until heroin, we have kids, they detox for a week, and they're done. And we have hundreds of kids that got off weed for sure, plus hard drugs, without any rehab without any AA, without any NA. Why? Because the pain went away. They got the trauma work that they needed. They have supportive family. You, you guys are putting pleasure into their mind. You're filling their mind with pleasure. So, what do I need it for? And, and they fight, and they're our strongest, strongest, strongest kids. Okay, so that's the way we have to look at them. Your job is one thing. You give them a tati and you give them a mommy so that way when they're in pain they could share with you. They're not scared of you. You're not adding pain into their life. So I commend you. In the last two years, what you did is incredible. How you were able to change in spite of horrific situations. Horrific. That you were able to give your kid a mommy. You go to sleep at night, you can daven for him, and you can pray that he's going to get healthy, but until that happens, you know that you gave him a mommy and a tati. One of the first trainings, after the first training, the first bomb, a father came to me a few days later, and he said, Avi, I gave my daughter an iPhone. I said, no, you gave your daughter a daddy. And he told me, in her phone, she had him in the contact as Satan. She didn't have a daddy. And the wife was Satan's mistress. After this iPhone, she changed it without anybody saying anything to her. She changed in her contacts her father's phone number to dad. 
You're not giving your kids stuff. You're giving them a mommy. You're giving them a daddy. Because without that, they have no chance of getting out of here. Once you have a mommy, you have a daddy. You have the lehoi v'oysem b'yoyser of the Baal Shem Tov. You have the yinasu l'mashchem v'avoysay sahava the loylit chaysem chalila of the chazanish. So then we can daven Tashem, we could say, and you should feel good about yourselves. We're doing everything that we can, and we're waiting for the Yeshua. Just like all those parents in the hospital that are sitting there nebuch with the kid, they're not angry at the kid, they're not disappointed at the kid. It's not about the kid, it's a machla. That's how you are. You sit there by the kid, and you tell them, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. I'm here for you, I'm here for you. You're not part of their problem anymore. What people don't understand is the opposite of pain is pleasure. Give them as much pleasure. They got millions of ounces of pain into their brain that they did not ask for. Give them millions of ounces of pleasure that they did not ask for. Spoil them, which is what Rip Shim Shim Pink is. The opposite of pain is no pain. Okay, but if a person has pain and I can't give him no pain, then I'm going to give him pleasure. So at least I have a million dollars worth of pain and I have a million dollars worth of pleasure. And I'm in Cancun and I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm on a, I'm on a thing with Cruz and I could say... Life is good. That's all I want. I just want them to say one time, life is good. Then they could start to heal and deal with their pain. And you're doing that.